0: Today's major championship recap edition of Fairway Roll and brought to you as always by our presenting sponsor, Callaway Golf Makers of the Epic Flash Driver, the Chrome Soft X Golf Ball, now featuring the Triple Track Alignment Aid, as well as the Odyssey Putter, which led the putter count across all putters at Bethpage Black, the PGA Championship this week. Today's episode also brought to us by Destination Kohler, in Kohler, Wisconsin, home of Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run. Ranked by Golf Digest as four of the top 100 public courses in the United States, Kohler is also host of the 2020, that's the 2020 Ryder Cup, right around the corner. Whistling Straits is going to be hosting the Europeans, it's time for the U.S. To, to to put it on them one more time. Imagine summer on Lake Michigan in the land of beer and cheese, rounds of championship golf and ice-cold beverages, my friends, deep-fried Wisconsin cheese curds It don't get any better. Time to get rolling to DestinationKohler.com to book your package today. That's DestinationKohler.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast. Unlike any other, this, my friends, is a major championship recap here on Fairway on The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by our fantastic friends at Callaway Golf, makers of the epic flash driver epic flash featuring Callaway's new flash face technology they created it using artificial intelligence and machine learning to promote faster ball speeds across the face you know who had faster ball speeds across the face all week long phil mickelson was playing with his epic flash sub-zero and he was second in the field in driving distance at beth page he averaged Almost 319 yards a drive on the week. That's Phil Mickelson. He's 48 years old. If you're 48 years old, you want to hit the ball 320 yards. Go get yourself one of these beautiful epic flash drivers. Uh, of course, we are going to break down all that happened over the course of these four days. It was a terrific job by Brooks Kepka holding on at the end and fending off his good buddy, Justin Johnson. got to have the pod father, Bill Simmons on. To help me uh, put in, in, in context what we saw. And my man, Verno, we, he comes on and we lick our wounds a little bit. Let's get right on to the first tee with the podfather, Bill Simmons. On the line, it is a major championship, which means we need a major podcast voice. The podfather himself. Hi, Bill Simmons.
1: What's up, House? I'm disappointed. I, I thought Kepko was going to choke. I wanted DJ to make the run. DJ went the other way. So, DJ, all, one of the all-time runner-ups of our lifetime.
0: He has now achieved a runner-up in each of the four majors. Some people call that the Ricky Fowler. Yeah, what is the runner-up
1: grand slam? What, what's the leaderboard <laughs> for that one? Hey, DJ's uh, I mean, on it now.
0: DJ's on it now. I don't think he likes being there.
1: Do you think if DJ had, got, had caught Kepka and passed him, do you think that would have had like spieth like ramifications for Kepka? Because I texted you yesterday and I said I thought Kepka was the most confident, there's no way I'm blowing this tournament guy I had seen with a lead since Tiger mid 2000s. And then, of course, Kepka almost blows the lead today. So basically, we're never going to see Tiger in the mid 2000s again.
0: <laughs> I, who knows? Uh, this run that Kepka is on is certainly Tiger esque. And yeah. he he has a chance at because he doesn't turn thirty for another little while here. I think there are three more majors for him where he he can uh, keep, continue to run up the tally of majors before age thirty. Tiger's the all-time leader at ten, but Kepka can like put himself in super rarefied air, like the Ben Hogan, Jack Na- Jack Nicholas kind of air. If he pulls off another couple, I think Arnie maybe is in there also. I don't I don't remember the full thing, but. You know um. i uh
1: I was just say, I really enjoy him i unfortunately, he kind of ruined the weekend it It well, was such such a dramatic kick in the butt to the entire field after Thursday, and you me and uh, Sal were texting on Friday morning about Kepka was plus one twenty, and we all agreed it was ridiculous, and yet none of us would have wanted to book that bet. I didn't want to bet against Kepka, and then he just kind of did good enough to win, but I thought it was interesting after Friday. I think it was after Friday and he was warming up on Saturday to talk to the press and he was saying how he didn't like how he didn't feel good about his swing. He wasn't happy. And meanwhile, he was like destroying the course. So I think that's from a ceiling standpoint, the fact that he probably doesn't even feel like he played that well and he won this and he was lingering in the masters in a real way. And he didn't really play well in that either. So I feel like that is, you know, like we to switch to basketball for a split second. That's why I like the Bucks after Game One in the uh, Toronto series because they they didn't play well and they still won by like eight. They put together like one good quarter, and Kepka reminds me of that. He's like a good basketball team. He can he can hang around even if he's not playing that well, and if he has one really good round, it seems like it it just vaults him.
0: Yeah, so he went sixty three sixty five going into the weekend. And, yeah. you know, uh, set a bar that was, you know, it, historically something that that folks, you know, um, he, he was in the all-time record books. He was threatening all of the all-time PGA records for sure. He said after the 65 that he didn't hit the ball that great. He then shot 70, even par after round three, and said he hit the ball much better during that round right. of 70. But he just didn't putt as well. Uh, but he'd created so much space for himself. That it was going to take somebody coming from the rear with a with a crazy low day to to threaten him, um, combined with him dropping strokes, and it's it was uh, by far the hardest day at Bethpage. It was the the the, the field was like uh, well over two strokes worse today than any other round. And the 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 interesting thing to me is this really played like a U.S. Open. I mean, we had five yeah. guys finish under par. Um, there were a ton of guys that absolutely blew up today. Uh, and, and good guys, you know, we, we, we had a little bit of allocation on Tommy Fleetwood. He shot eight over today. Uh, Harold Varner, the third, who was started off in the, um, final group was at least 10 over, if not 11 over. He was paired there with, with, uh, Kepka, and we didn't see him after the fourth hole and it was appropriate that we didn't see him. <laughs>
1: He, oh, he said, he was, he, <laughs> I was texting you and Sal. I was like, how did we not bet on him shooting like a 78 or higher? The, the, the rando in the final group, I, I would love to see uh, advanced metrics on this. The random guy, I, <laughs> the greatest moment of his life, basically, being in the Sunday last pairing, and the 78 is like preordained, basically.
0: Yeah. I, I can't go against HV3 because he, uh, he and Verno are dogs. So no, I, know uh, he's
1: a, I know he's a friend of the podcast. I'm just saying that's such a tough spot yes. for somebody who's not normally like in the mix like that. And now you're playing with Kepka who is just destroying everybody and you're in the final pairing and you know that if it doesn't go well, first five holes, you're basically not going to be shown on television again, which is exactly what happened. He also lost a ball. This is, of yeah. course, it's such a nightmare. People actually lose balls during majors, which I, I just can't wrap my head around.
0: Wow, he was in that position on the fourth hole where this this felt very relatable. I mean, I can tell you, there is there are some number of times that I, my own self, have been in the high hay, have tried to hit a yeah. wedge out, the hay grabs the hosel, it goes dead left, the ball is gone, and because nobody at the tournament was expecting him to hit it left as he tried to chop out to the right, they couldn't find the effing golf ball, and that was the end <laughs> of the tournament for HV3. So I, I feel Damn bad for him, but...
1: And- yeah, there's fans and cameras and sideline reporters and caddies, and he lost his ball. I'm, I'm like always amazed by that because, like, when we played last week, I lost the ball and I couldn't figure it out because I knew exactly where it was, and we're all just, you know, looking for five minutes and we finally found it. And he had like ten thousand people basically doing that. I, but this, this course today, specifically, with the wind, once the wind kicked up, it was just like, oh my god, like yeah. Like, I, Nobody's doing well today.
0: I felt cheated because the identity of this tournament is different from the U.S. Open. You know, they try with the PGA Championship to let the guys go out there and, you know, grab birdies and, you know, win the title by pushing hard on the pedal. This was a a war of attrition. This was just hang in there. This was a, a, a test of survival. And that's very much kind of a, a U.S. Open thing. The incredible thing, speaking of of, of DJ, G, DJ shot four rounds in the 60s and still finished second, which shows you, oh, man, you know how impressive Brooks was on those on those first two days, and that lead that he created the first two days was the lead. I mean, it, it was the thing that propelled him to to the victory. I'm interested in in your take on um where sort of, uh, Kepka you, you were, you asked me yesterday about, you know, this sort of swag idea. I'm interested to, you know, yeah. from your, your objective view, some people are, are, want to call this a Kepka era. I'm not sure I'm ready to go there. What's your, no. what's your take? Come on.
1: Yeah. You I, I, that's, forgot to that's mention, I am. You forgot to mention DJ at 369s. This tournament show is always, always <laughs> hilarious. Um, the, I'm looking at the leaderboard. So the wind kicks up and you think like the last seven guys basically going backwards, seven to one, seventy-two, seventy-four, seventy-two, seventy-one, seventy-one, sixty-nine, seventy-four. 72, 74, 72, 71, 71, 69, 74. And you'd say some of that has to do with the weather, right? Because yeah. the scores earlier in the day were better. Um, man, some, yeah, somebody, four seventy six.
0: Well, four guys climbed up. up way high who played early. So, uh, Got yeah. in the house. Gary Woodland got in the house. Kuchar got in the house. Rory played this morning. They all got in the house with under round pars. And then, you know, they all finished inside the top 10 because of that difference right. in the in, in the wind.
1: But the thing is, looking at the leaderboard, you know, like Cantley shot a 71, and he lo- and he lost by six strokes. Yeah. So somebody had to shoot, like, basically a 64 or 65 to be... To either pay like if DJ had done it, he wins, obviously. But one of these other guys, like if Spieth, Spieth finished six back, um, so he shoots a 65, he's tied. The thing is, with the way the course was playing today, nobody was doing that. So, right. you know, Kepka puts up the 74 and still wins by two strokes on the final day. That's pretty nuts. Also, credit to the lead he built. But when you're talking about uh, the Kepka era. It's just too early. We've, we've been here with so many golfers in our, you just turned 50 last week. How many times have we seen the guy look good for 18 months, 20 months, 24 months? Everybody gets all excited. Yeah. And well, the then, difference
0: is the difference is four majors. Cause we have, to your point, it's a good point. We had that time with, uh, our boy, Jason day, where he went out yeah. and, and won at whistling Straits, and then won like seven tournaments in, in 18 months. We had that time with Justin Thomas. He had like five wins in, in in a short period of time, but nobody had the four. Only only Rory had the 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 majors. Um, you know, as as part of uh, the the uh, defining resume, you know, the young guy who might be Tiger's kind of uh, successor. So that's that's Phil the interesting. Had, thing. Phil had
1: a stretch. I to me. The four majors is obviously separates it a little from the other times we've seen this 18 to 24 month run, but that the most exciting thing for me, because I've basically given up on the Ryder cup. Cause we just get our pants pulled down just to, what every two out of three times we, one no, of no, no, time no. We, we actually won in Europe.
0: We don't win in Europe. We win in the U S and don't win in Europe. And, and that may continue forever, but you know, we, it, it is we, now like a, it, a home and home thing.
1: Yeah, but they, they're still, the percentages are higher for them than us, like the last 20 years, I feel like. Yeah, right? you're, I don't you're right. I feel like we for have sure. any chance. When we're in Europe, I just feel like we don't have kind of the guy. And I'm wondering, like, does Kepka become that guy? Does he become like our Colin Montgomery type of, our faldo, like our dude that when we'd go, I want to care about the Ryder Cup again. And as you said, like, it feels like we win here and and they win there. And sometimes we'll even lose here. But, you know, that was the one thing with Tiger. And obviously the best golfer we've seen in our lifetimes. But I never felt like his Ryder Cup was kind of up to par with where he was on everything else. You know, it's a little more well, consistent. I would love to see Brooks be that guy just to put, I'm, put America on his back guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because the interesting thing with Kepka, and I think the parallel, um, to tiger, uh, in, in, in a certain respect is this Kepka has made it abundantly clear that all he cares about are the majors. Like, he, he doesn't even, you know, the tour championship is worth 10 million bucks. And he had a chance at winning that um, last fall. The PGA, uh, I mean, the players championship down in Ponte Vedra, that purse is now like two and a quarter million bucks or something. He only cares about the majors. Like he doesn't even show up for those lucrative, you know, prestigious, other other kinds of tournaments, and forget about like a regular PGA event. He's now won seven times on tour. Four of those seven times are, are, are majors, uh, and he's got a WGC in there also.
1: And he had the iconic quote about breaking it down before the tournament. By the way, about yes what's easier to win a major or regular tournament. It's like, it's a major, it's less people. Half the people are going to be scared. So they're out. He goes through it. And It's like, so it basically only have to be 10 people. It's like, what, how do you say this? And then he wins, wins the freaking thing uh, quickly in the Ryder cup. Your math was a little off. I, I think, I think this is how you want to remember the Ryder cup. Cause you love America and you love golf. Unfortunately, okay. uh, I'm looking at going backwards from 18 Europe u s a europe 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 USA europe 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 USA europe europe you're so right only I, won th-
0: all I can remember we've only is won three times since
1: 1995. We did <laughs> Brooks Kepka put a fucking cape on you're the new captain America
0: <laughs> Well, we need to know because Patrick Reed is no his fat Pat is, is out he He hasn't played good in, in in about a year. He hasn't played good since the yeah. masters
1: yeah, and I do think that this is a nice time for American golf right now. Does feel sure. like we have a lot of the good ones. You know, you know, other than Molinari, like who are those kind of veteran foreign aces that are out there right now that you'd be really worried about in a Ryder Cup?
0: Well, I mean it's it's Sergio and Poulter, but those both those guys are are about to sort of reach the point where um Sergio's played well enough this year in everything except for the majors. That he he would he's still obviously going to be on the team I don't, and Poulter's actually been pretty good too so both of those guys Fleetwood? will be on uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Fleetwood for sure yeah I mean he's going to be a stalwart member of the uh, Euro team going forward you expect Rory will be there as well but you know they they the qualification hey. it's the in twenty twenty so you know it's still some time to see if somebody comes out of the woodwork a little bit here um, I do regret I, you know can, can I
1: um, can I give something to Fleetwood. Go ahead. I think he has about seven hundred dollars of my money at this point. <laughs> I bet him I bet him for the last five, six majors, as you know, because you me and Sal always talk about our bets. And now it's getting embarrassing. Like this is you know, they it, it, that's like a forty six inch H D T V kind of new Samsung type of thing, right? <laughs> seven hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like well, look. I, it sounds like I don't have it. Like I'll be fine. But it's just it hurts my feelings. I, I at some point I'm going to stop betting on you, Tommy Fleetwood, and, and also John Rahm. I don't. Uh, did he even make the cut? What happened? No, to he get missed get the shot cut. He
0: shot, shot seventy five. But the the highlight of his PGA Championship is playing with DJ on Friday, and in the course of of shooting his seventy five. He was caught in in a camera. He walked over to the woods after chopping out to take a piss, and DJ was behind him, and the camera angle yes. caught DJ getting ready for his shot with 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 Rom over there with his with his uh, thumb in his hand, taking a whizzer.
1: Well, and he he also had my dick in his hand because he pulled it, and I lost two hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Thanks, John Rom. More than one dick. the 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 truly heartbreaking thing with with Fleetwood is. Uh, I had him in a tournament matchup against day, which i I loved He was getting plus odds against Jason Day, and he was beating day's pants off the entire tournament coming into today and and Tommy started off the day even par, and day was out there, you know one over two over, so day was like a, gonna be around four over all Tommy Fleetwood had to do to to help me uh cash this bet was finish like three over. But he couldn't do it. he had to hit you know he had to hit eject. he was eight over the thing that was but but the the confounding thing with Fleetwood is he over the course of the season has been a bad player on Saturdays and then shown up on Sundays and kind of burned the house down. in fact, that's been going on for about twelve months now, so he had a not great round. Yesterday, So I thought, oh, okay, good. He got his bad round out of the way. I think he was two over or three over yesterday. He got his ba- bad round out of the way. And the other thing with him that, that hurts both of our feelings is he is a U.S. Open kind of guy. And this tournament played like a U.S. Open. It also yeah. was like conditions that should have been something that he could handle today. He's he's a European guy that plays in these these crazy windy conditions, but something happened. I don't know what happened. He missed a birdie putt, that, an easy birdie putt on one. That and hurt that was my feelings.
1: It. And then uh, Tiger Woods hurt my feelings because first of all, they put him with Kepka on Friday, yeah. right? Little yeah. little signature pairing. Um, well, it was hey, Kepka, Tiger.
0: It was Koepka, Tiger and Molinari, the last three major winners. That was deliberate. That was yeah, the pairing uh, for Thursday, Friday.
1: FYI FYI to the people who do pairings. Don't put Tiger with awesome people on Friday if he's if he's kind of, if we need him to shoot like a seventy. You know, put him with like two schmucks so we're gonna be intimidated to play with him. And let Tiger gain some confidence, feel good about himself. Kepka's just throwing up to sixty five and like pulling Tiger's kidneys out basically as Tiger can't get it going. I didn't it's like true. it. We yeah, have it, to protect it, Tiger. Don't put him with Brooks Kepka. I don't like that. Look,
0: or maybe he, he he needs to make a special request. He he did. He looked rusty. He just didn't look ready for for professional golf on that stage. I mean, it, I I know the schedule didn't permit it, but it would have been great for him to have played one of the regular PGA Tour events bet, between the time that he won the Masters and, and this event because he just did not what, have. What enough, does that mean? Why did the schedule not
1: permit it? The way, I I kept hearing that. Why? Because Everyone the PGA else was
0: able to play a tournament. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, uh, it took him two weeks in the first place to recover from having won the Masters. Like, I, I I bet he didn't get a full night's sleep for for two whole weeks, and he was busy showing up at his uh, his restaurant in the green jacket and stuff. I mean, and, and so I think yeah, but, there was a uh, lot, a you, lot
1: of. T- but House, House, you just you just spelled it out right there. Act like you've been there before, Tiger. What are you doing? <laughs> you, He's you old. Three more. No, no, no. You have three more majors, Tiger. You gotta catch Nicholas. Like like don't fuck around. You we All don't right. know how many majors you have in you. You're in you heading into your mid forties. He wins so you, the Masters, does this victory tour for two weeks. He, it was like he forgot they moved to the PGA to May. I didn't
0: like it. All right. All right, you're allowed. I, I can't hold that against you. Well he has he how he many, knows now. How many how, majors how, go ahead.
1: wait, how many majors is Tiger gonna play over the next over the rest of his career that he actually has a chance to win? Like sixteen?
0: I think 18? that's a good number. Yeah. 16, to 18, yeah, something so like that. So he just threw You're it right.
1: away because he's fucking going to the restaurant wearing his green jacket. <laughs> Jesus.
0: What are you doing? All right. Well, the U S open is at Pebble beach. It is in, uh, less than a month. Uh, so po- hopefully he'll have some opportunity to practice between now and then. Um, thanks for coming on buddy. Has. uh,
1: Thank you for having me, Tommy Fleetwood. I really need to think about where we go from here. I'm not sure. It's (laughs) up in the air. I'll have an announcement next week.
0: (laughs) Okay. We look forward to it. Thanks, Tass. All right, thanks. Thanks as always to the Pod Father. We're going to get on with my man, Verno, in just a minute. First, this word from CBS Sports app Yo, podcast peeps. Do you miss when sports networks cover just the news and highlights without all the yelling and the fake debates? I know that I do. And that's why I am catching all of my sports content on CBS Sports HQ. What is CBS Sports HQ? It's the free 24-hour sports network built for fans like you and me. I'm loving that I just get the highlights, the analysis, the instant game reactions, everything that matters about the game without the added baggage, political, social nonsense like on other sports networks. If you enjoy placing some bets, allocating a little capital perhaps, competing against your friends in a fantasy league, They have experts. These experts are dishing out top picks and advice. They are helping me win. They will help you win. Check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on and always free. No need to pay a subscription fee or have an expensive cable package. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, your Fire TV, your Roku, your Apple TV, and you can start watching today. This episode of Fairway Rolling also brought to you by our pals at Destination Kohler in Kohler, Wisconsin, home of Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run, ranked by Golf Digest. They got four of the top 100 public courses in the United States. Those are the courses that you and I can play without being members. Kohler was the site of the 2004, the 2010, and the 2015 PGA Championships. It's also home of the 2020 Ryder Cup, the first public course in a generation to host the Ryder Cup. And each of the four courses of Kohler have been artfully crafted by Hall of Fame designer Pete Dye, the legend who understands the mind and struggles of the amateur, but at the same time knows how to drive the pros crazy. Imagine summer in Kohler, Wisconsin, on the shores of Lake Michigan. A couple rounds of championship golf on the rugged, Irish-inspired courses of Whistling Straits. And a couple rounds of experiencing the glacier-carved, natural, Midwestern beauty of Black Wolf Run. And you follow that up with a few rounds of ice-cold beverages to wash down a delightful basket of hot, fresh, deep-fried Wisconsin cheese curds. It's time to get rolling to DestinationKohler.com to book your golf package today. That's DestinationKohler.com. All right, now on the line, the man, the myth, the legend. Chris Vernon yo verno H- how we how are we feeling How are we doing? how are we Brooke. feeling?
2: Well, you know, I tweeted this out after the tournament um Brooks Kepka is living proof house that looks are not everything. you have to be <laughs> awesome at golf also, <laughs> and I'm so glad that something is finally going the way of guys that look like Kepka. I feel like they get no breaks in life,
1: yeah <laughs> so-
2: <laughs> I mean, it is bizarre now for him to have the six wins and four of them be majors. And, you know, when you see the quote, sometimes you roll your eyes at, like, when he says he's bored or he's just not as locked in when he's playing, like, other events and that legacy is determined by major wins. But at some point, there's absolutely no argument against what he does. I mean, he feels like the kind of guy that would be winning anytime he wants to, right? He wants to win the majors, and so he goes and wins the majors. And it stands to reason if he wanted to win the Byron Nelson, he'd probably go win the Byron Nelson. Or if he wanted to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational or the players, you know, maybe that's a little too simple. But it's hard to argue against when he says he cares so much about the majors and then he wins them all.
0: So i that uh, it's a great point, and I asked Bill Simmons about this. There is some you know commentary among the uh the golf analyst community do we do we call this the brooks era and Simmons quickly said absolutely not uh and i underst- I understand his point. He said, you know we've seen this before where guys get hot for eighteen to twenty four months and win a whole bunch of events. The thing that distinguishes Brooks is you know the the tournaments he's winning are are the majors, but He is so dismissive of the rest of competitive golf, (laughs) even tournaments that matter, that have great big purses like the tour championship. He could have, he had a chance to win that 10 million bucks last year in, in August, you know, instead, you know, tiger went out there and won it and let, uh, Justin Rose sneak in the back door, which is something that Justin Rose is very comfortable with that son of a gun. And then, you know, the player's championship is now over $2 million, the purse and we found out afterwards that he had been on his diet and everything, but it's still, if he had really taken it seriously, the players championship, he knew where that was going to be on the schedule and he could have easily gotten off of his uh, diet thing and, and gotten himself into shape to be ready to go kick ass at the players. If he wanted instead he got everything lined up and cycled up and run, you know, in, in, in a, in a direct line to go try and win the, the masters. And then he went out and shot 65 or 66 on, on Thursday of the masters. Like son of a bitch that Brooks Kapka. this is what he does. Did you really just say cycled up? Well, you know, uh, Hey, look, uh, he could have been, I'm talking about being, he could be on a bike. <laughs> he could have been on a bike, you know what I mean, verno. Look when, when, when you have your diet, on a certain cycle when you're keeping it, you know what that means. It has a yeah, lot of I meanings it has a lot of potential meanings, a lot of potential meanings, Verno
2: anyway, they we're comparing him to home run hitters this morning on the
0: golf you know? well it's it's hard not to the, the, you know he yeah. hit the, as far as he hits the ball were you surprised at all in any way, shape, or form that the first-place and second-place finishers of this golf tournament were Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson in view of the reputation of this golf course?
2: I was not surprised that those were the two that finished uh, at the very top. I was surprised that Brooks won it by going 70 and 74 on the mm-hmm. last two days. I mean, that yeah. just speaks to... Speak to how totally absurd he had to have been on the first two days. I mean, he won this tournament being plus four in the last two rounds. Um, but but he was, it, was all, right. it was all by virtue of just being crazy. So if you would have told me Kepka goes 70-74 Saturday, Sunday, if you just told me that before the weekend and you did not tell me what he went uh, in day one and day two, uh, there's no amount of money I would have bet that he would not win the tournament. None. I yeah, mean, he's not right. going 70, 70. He's not, he's not going plus four on the last two days and winning this tournament. Right. Well, because it, it, what's the lowest you could possibly be? Well, the answer is the lowest ever. He literally right. posted the lowest 36 hole score ever. And he needed all of it.
0: It's the way it had to be. Now, uh. By by distinction, and you got to give it up to DJ all four rounds for DJ under par, and he finished the weekend 69, 69 and that that could have been you know a winning ticket now the the disappointing thing, and I'm interested in your your take on this, the disappointing thing is he really had an opportunity to put some pressure on Kepka by simply finishing out holes 16, 17, and 18 at even par. If he finished at even par, there would have been a playoff at 8 under. Now, DJ didn't know that, and you know, the way he was playing, it was absolutely right for him to want to keep the pedal down, but he flew the green on 16 and then missed a putt, a very makeable putt, and then he hit a kind of a sloppy uh slider uh off the tee on 17 and his chip didn't didn't get up the hill far enough. And that was really it. But here, here's the thing I'm interested in your, your, your take on. I wonder, I continue to, to harbor this skepticism that relates to his brother as his caddy. Because the tournament was, the balance of the tournament, the fate of the tournament was in DJ's hands, standing on the green on number 16. And he and his brother read the putt, and Dottie Pepper said in our, on the television broadcast, this putt moves a little bit left to right and DJ lined it up dead center. And he put that ball dead center and it moved to the right, just like Dottie Pepper said it was going to. And, you know, I, we watched his brother help him line up the putt. DJ went behind the hole. His brother stood there. They did the thing with the feet where you feel, you know, which way it's tilting and they both got it wrong. And as a result, the tournament, you know, uh uh went the other direction. Now DJ has a runner up in all four of the majors. My question is, do you agree with this uh skepticism around the idea of the of the the caddy, his brother as his caddy?
2: I would agree with a little bit of the skepticism, but in the end, I'm not gonna blame the caddy for yes. him missing something. Number That's one. Right. Number two. That's right. You don't know the trade-off, right? It's kind of like I liken it to sometimes with basketball coaches. We say this guy's not great at X's and O's. This guy's not great with X's and O's. But what we don't understand is how great he is with players and knowing how to talk to players and getting the most out of them. And so there might be, right? It could have the reverse effect. There might be the, yes, there might be a better guy at reading punts and doing some of the minutia. and and maybe even some of the important things that caddies do. On the other hand, he might actually bring out, you know, right? The trade-off might be that when that could go the wrong way on Dustin Johnson, when a round might get away from him or a frustration might come, that he has the ability to know him on a personal level better than others. And so the trade-off might not actually be worth it, right? Yes, you might find somebody that can read that putt, but you might not find somebody that on, you know, whatever hole, you know, you, you now hit it into the rough and they calm you down and they yeah. say, just get up and down you've got this or whatever else. And somebody that you really trust and, and listens to on that level. Um, I do think that's very, very important. And it's something we can't really know.
0: Yeah. It's a great point. The problem that I'm, I'm, I'm having with DJ is he's still only one. One major championship and right. for all the talent in the world and the number of times that he's been number one in the world in the last couple of years, including right up until the conclusion of this tournament, when Brooks Kepka grabbed it back from him again, at some point for DJ, something's got to change with him to go out and start grabbing a handful of these majors to put his, his, uh, legacy commensurate with his talent because he continues to go through the record books, you know the number of years in which he's won a tournament. It's only like him and Tiger and Jack, you know, consecutive years with a win on tour. It's It's a very short list. He is way up there um, in terms of of that uh, measure. And you know he is by all indications uh, at the peak of his powers physically. I mean, he was driving the ball absolutely beautifully today. And I just wonder if there is, if there is anything you look at or the, the, the total DJ picture that's holding him back. What, what can he change to make him go out instead of collecting second places? He's now been finished second in the masters and the PGA championship and we're headed to Pebble beach. And he has a great, great record and a super familiar feel there, except for the one, you know, eject that he had with the U S open that he should have won. Uh, I don't remember. I'm not going to get the year off the top of my head, but he he kicked ass through three rounds and then shot close to 80 in the fourth round. That's the only bad taste he might have in his mouth with pebble. But look, it's a place that he's played very well at, you know, at some point he needs to go start grabbing one or two of these. Okay.
2: Okay. So what could he do? And the answer is have someone kidnap Brooks (laughs) Kepler because (laughs) listen house six under if Brooks Koepka does not exist, 6-under should have won this tournament.
0: Oh, and by, it would a have won
2: by four. lot. Hey, it would have won by four strokes. I know. That's right. No, so, I mean, I, I I, don't know. I get it. He absolutely should have some wins. I mean, you're talking about the Masters. If you go through the last four years, it's, uh, well, second this year, and then last year he had a tied for 10th, the year before he missed it, and then he was tied for fourth, tied for sixth. Uh, U.S. Open, third last year, year before he was cut, the year before he won it. And then in 2015, he tied for second. Um, he's played very bad in the British, like he's never even in the mix. He had the tie, he tied for second in 2011, and he got cut. It was cut last year, and he was tied for 54th the year before. Um, and then I guess he had a top 10 the year before, he was tied for ninth. Uh, PGA until this year, uh, Hadn't had a top 10 in the last three years. So this was, what did he get? I guess he just had a tied, or he just had second outright. His last year, 27th, tied for 27th the year before, tied for 13th the year before, cut. So, I mean, these are, like, there's some of these majors where he's been cut, let's see, up until this year, if you just take the last three years, he's been cut from three of them. And yeah. he didn't play in one of the, in one of the Masters. Right. Um Yeah, oh, no, you're right. Well, listen, when you got that many tournament wins, he's all you know what he is. He is the inverse. Maybe this is why they're such good friends. He's the inverse of Kepka.
0: I know. Kepka, this is what I'm getting Kepka, at. He does
2: not Yeah, Kepka doesn't have the tournament wins, but he's got the he's got the major wins. That's right. DJ has got all these tournament wins, but he doesn't have the major wins.
0: I know it. Well, we we we'll just keep eye in it i mean i i want dj to be great i want i want him to be superlative i want him because i, I want like, a dog like fight you
2: want him to i feel like you want him to more than he does do you think he really gives a shit that he got second
0: yes i Seriously. i honestly do i i you think do. he would re- well i for about a half hour there he th- i think he thought he could win the golf tournament from from holes 14 you know, from actually. Thirteen up to that bogey on sixteen, I think he he knew he knew he was putting on pressure. They had the scoreboards everywhere. New York loves DJ. Did you hear how many DJ chants there were? Oh my goodness! Including the the, the fans watching Kepka go bogey 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 bogey. All all hey. Kepka confess <laughs> he heard them. They're all yelling DJ DJ. Hey, did you hear the guy on seventeen?
2: You know, after he had missed that putt, and so he's got to put it this on the par three, and yeah. he's got to make the he missed the short one. He's got to hit another short one, and yep. right before he right before he's about to putt, the guy goes, "Miss it."
0: <laughs> I mean, New York <laughs> <laughs> never never uh, change, never change, New York. Uh, I want I want to <laughs> do a thing. I want to give out some winners and losers with you. Uh, there's going to be right. more more losers than winners. We have to to comment on the F boys. The F boys came out today and threw up an all time colossal stink bomb. I'm talking about Ricky (laughs) Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood and Tony Finau where a combined, let me see if I can do the math real quick here. I know Fleetwood was plus eight and Finau was plus nine. Where did my boy? that's plus 17. Where, where'd my boy Fowler, here he is. 70 so plus 7 so we had 7 8 and 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 9 that's that's plus 24 out of three guys that continue to be in this conversation of you know best to not win a major one of these guys is going to break through at one of these events and yet here we are you know uh F- Fleetwood was was in the mix i mean he was even par now he was 12 strokes behind kepka but the right thing to do on a sunday is to come out and he's done this before try and burn the house down Fowler, you know, I I don't know what to say about, you know, Ricky and and whether or not it's going to come together for him. It is still, he still has a lot of time as a guy who just turned 30 and, you know, female, he still only has that one win. And it was an opposite field win on tour. Um, you know, with all the, the talent that he has, you know, at some point we need to start seeing something that looks like competitive golf out of all three of these guys in a major, what do you think?
2: Uh, Fina dropped thirty eight spots today. Louis <laughs> Uthusen, uh dropped thirty eight spots today. Uh, my best buddy Harold Varner. Just, oh. I mean, once once the ball once the ball got lost in the ship, I was like, oh no! <laughs> I mean, well, you never see a lost ball ever.
0: That's like, yeah, no one you know,
2: lo- loses a ball.
0: We talked to them about this and with was, Bill like, Simmons, and and you know when you have all those people there with eyes on it. It is, it really takes something extraordinary. But he was on a portion of the course where he wasn't like standing around a packed gallery necessarily. And he did something that I'm so accustomed to my own self. The hassle gets grabbed by the high hay. I'm in the high hay. And all I want to do is chip out, but the club gets grabbed and then the ball's dead left and nobody saw a goddamn thing.
2: Hey, I hope everybody understands why I love Harold so much because. He he, has, and he had a smile on his face the entire time. Sometimes you just got to take your lumps. But there is nothing more human than what we had to watch him go through. We have literally all been there. Where you're just, And then, for God's sake, they tell him he's got a club link, right? Yeah. Do so you see him like, pull out his driver? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, what? bro, you could give him a car link it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't mat- like you got to drop it in that crap again.
0: Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Exactly.
2: All right. Um, but no back to it. So he dropped 34 spots, but now as you mentioned, Fleetwood 32, I mean, so these guys, that's a, that's a obviously a tremendous amount of money, uh, that they lost, but very surprised that all of them, I certainly would not have expected all of them. And then if we do the flip side house, yeah. Look, man. We gotta, get, talk about we some gotta give we gotta mega credit to Spieth There we and go. Mega credit to Rory. To Rory. Yep. Both yep. of them. Both of You're them. You're right. You were, were right. Very good today. Very good today.
0: Yeah, that was gonna be my, my I was gonna ask you for your winners. Those are my winners as well. Now, Rory had the benefit of getting out in the morning. And if you look at all these guys uh around him that all finished tied for eighth. You have four guys that all finished tied for eighth who shot under par because they had the golf course before the wind really got going in the afternoon when the gusts you know the gusts in the afternoon were in that like pretty steady twenty mile an hour. I think these guys might have had had a little bit quieter. You had Gary woodland shot sixty eight Kucher shot sixty nine rory shot sixty nine Shane lowry. Shot 69 and every one of these guys, look how many spots they moved up. Gary Woodland moved up 31 spots. Kuchar moved up 18. Rory moved up 18 and Shane Lowry moved up 18 and they all got the benefit of getting that golf course when it was, was gettable and, and shooting under par all credit to them, another top 10 for Rory. So we, we continue to, to, you know, want to be disappointed in uh, Rory on on Sundays and especially at majors, the only event that he's played in in calendar year 2019 that he has not finished in the top ten is the Masters. I mean, he is well, kicking ass this year. No, he was fantastic.
2: Those two guys are big winners, and then obviously, listen, I got the same losers as you. And the female thing, you know, it does. It feels like. He is the guy that goes out, and if he catches the birdie, now we're on and we're rocking. Like, if it's going great, it's going super great. And he's just going to keep on, you know, every – he's just going to keep on hitting pins. Whereas if it goes bad, it just falls apart. He was fine through the first nine holes. He was right there. Yep. I mean, look, you, you get out of the – he was plus one on the they were showing him on. We saw a lot of them.
0: They showed a lot of them on TV. Yeah.
2: No, he's plus one. And then when it, uh, then like the same way he gets on the birdie train, he gets on the bogey train. He went, this is the back nine. Bogey, 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 double bogey, bogey, par, bogey, par, bogey. He ends up plus eight. On I mean, a that's a 43.
0: I, that's that, that's very relatable. That's I mean, 43. I was like, hey, I like 43. I'll take that right now. Put, put, it, put it in the scorecard. That's not good for a professional. Let's end this on, on a positive note. You mentioned Spieth. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give Jordan Spieth some credit. Now, in the the incredible thing for Spieth to me, and I'll have a chance to look at some of the, the analytics um, after we're done taping this, but I know that he led the field in putting this week. He shot, he putted incredible. I mean, he putted so good. I, I'll be, I wonder how much above, uh, you know, how many strokes above everybody else that, that he earned, but this golf course, uh, this was the, the only possible way for Jordan Speith to be competitive on this golf course was to put lights out and God bless. He went out and did it. I mean, that, that was an incredible putting performance this week.
2: Well, and to your original point that you said with Bill Simmons when you were asking about the Kepka era, yeah i i was I was all in on the speed is now the guy, right like the, after yeah. that run he went after that run he went on, it felt like this stuff is going to be his to lose until the collapse at the masters, right, but right. up until, and it looked like he was and it looked like by the way, it looked like he was going to run away with that one a few years back. And so it looked like, okay, we've got our new guy. This is the guy that's going to be able to dominate. This is the guy that you're going to have to watch out for every time. There's a guy to beat. Um, and it just like, it, it hasn't been the same in the last couple of years. And now, you know, look, he had a, he had a really good run. He played well at the masters and certainly he, he showed up. That was, that is a hard course to even be around par on today. I mean, he's plus one. Uh he's plus one for the day. Dustin Johnson was minus one, and you look up and down that scoreboard, and there's not a lot of minus signs next to anybody's name.
0: No, not,
2: so, not 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 that. And top and crew. Oh, and the other thing is, you you know what destroyed him this year? And I this is what I was banking on because I looked at all of his like fourth round matchups, fourth round score top five, top 10, and I went and looked it up, bro, you could not trust this dude in the final round. He has Uh, been a disaster, an absolute disaster in final rounds this year. And so he obviously showed, you know, that every once in a while, there are these times, you know, his best, you know, whatever his apex is, is as good as anybody. He just hasn't reached it all that often.
0: Well, he, he said that he found something, uh, at his home course at, at the, uh, Byron Nelson event. And, you know, he, he didn't finish anywhere that would made you think that he found something you think it was just more Jordan Spieth, you know, power of the positive thinking, trying to talk it into, into existence. But, you know, um, that 71 that he had today in like sort of different kind of environment, different kind of, it, it's probably like translated into like a 64 or something. You know what I mean? Like for the Whoa, well, the, the, other the quality of golf pot. that he had to play. Exactly. The quality of yeah. golf for him was like the equivalent of a 64. And I, I mean, I, I just love like you look at this as we go into the U S open, Kepka, DJ, Spieth, Rory, one, two, three with Kepka, DJ, Spieth, and then Rory in that top 10. I mean, it's still juicy. It's still juicy, Bruno.
2: Well, and and, and here's the thing. This is what we got to remember. Tiger not making the cut was depressing. But what we needed, we needed something like this. There's some people that are going to say, oh, you know, Kevka winning again, and he was up so big that it didn't make it all that fun. We Listen, any individual sport, what you need, whether it is Tiger or whether it's anybody else, and obviously Tiger is the biggest draw and gets the biggest amount of fans rooting for his success and, and will do the best in ratings and on and on and on, but any individual sport and that's tennis, that's uh, that's, you know, Olympic sprinting or boxing or whatever else you've got to have dominant figures, right? And somebody that's like the guy to be. And so in the absence of him being there, I, it is great that, you look at that leaderboard and you see the top three be Kepka Johnson speak. What you yes. don't want is that being like Johnny McGee and everybody going, <laughs> What? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, right. what a great story it is. Johnny McGee, you know, out of nowhere, you know, wins the PGA and everybody's like, Oh, cool, Johnny McGee won. Like, if you can't have Tiger there, give me this leaderboard.
0: Yep. Yeah. You know? I'm right there with you. So it, it sets up perfect. I mean, we we get to do this all over again. It's not even a full month before the US Open gets going. We're, I think it's like June 13, 14. That's less than 30 days away, Berno. So no rest uh, for my the buddy for the my,
2: my buddy texted me the openers right the minute he held up the Watermaker <laughs> trophy. Uh let me see if I can pull this up. My buddy texted me Kepka 6 to 1, DJ 8 to 1, Tiger 10 to 1. For
0: wow. the U.S. Open. Wow. Wow. Those are terrible six prices. I, those are horrendous. Pro- I don't want any hey. part of any of it.
2: Well, hey, I goofed with him because you know why he sent me that? Because I texted him and I said, Kepka's going to be minus
0: 500 to win the U.S. Open. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're going to have to buy odds to one. get Kepka. I, it's, it, I think six to one's pretty good. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, We didn't, we didn't win any money and our, our picks didn't come through this week. Although we did acknowledge the possibility of Brooks Kepka just coming out and kicking ass. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly a a groundbreaking analysis that led anybody to that conclusion this week. Oh, uh, can I go go ahead ahead
2: and, can I go ahead and give a, a giant boo to uh, my boy, Xander Schauffele? (laughs) Come on, Xander. Hey, that was, hey, hey, how about, how about this one before today? Xander Shafer, top fifteen, it's yep. on lock. I got this on lock. He finished sixteenth. <laughs> I, I was mean, heartbroken.
0: You know, heartbroken. And, and it was it was all on the back nine. You know, it got him. Look, uh, look how he finished. Do you do you want me to tell you? He shot forty on the back by 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 going bogey, 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 bogey. I mean, it's it's like he knew you had money on him. I don't know what to tell you. He knew. He'll be back. He He'll knew. be back though. Yeah. X, X-Man will be back. He's he's a big game hunter. I mean, this this hey, golf course just got him. It's okay. And,
2: hey, listen. This golf course got the golfers, and it got us because one of my friends texted me and said, oh, no, your boy house. And I said, what? And he said, I heard him on a pod say no hole in one right when that Lucas <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> banged it in. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, you want to talk about Hey, how unlucky can we be?
0: Seriously, they played it. They played that with that number eight under two hundred. It wasn't my fault.
2: <laughs> Still, it's a thirty mile per hour win, and he's hitting a I six know. iron.
0: They put the pin. On, they man. put. They put the pin in in a in a favorable spot. This is we're going to finish. I I just. You know, we're basically going get, to get to watch two U.S. Opens in a row because this thing did not play like a PGA <laughs> Championship in any way, shape, or form. Five guys finish under par, all kinds of guys blowing up on a, on a Sunday. This had USGA written all over it, um, but we're just going to watch two, two U.S. Opens.
2: Yeah, last, uh, ball down. I yeah. said when I was watching on Thursday, I'd shoot 150. I I'm, I'm <laughs> not kidding yeah I would not shoot a hundred. I would not have shot a hundred and fifty. There's no way I would be over, I would yeah, be over. I, I, I'm
0: right there with you it's just it's just oh, i mean that,
2: if, once I from saw those tees. Ball, no once once I saw Harold Barner's ball go in that those weeds that were almost as tall as him I, I said it there's no way. I'm just standing in there
0: cursing for an hour well that that's one of those ones where you have to negotiate with your buddies can i just drop it out here can i just drop it i'll take the strokes just let me drop it i can't drop it back in this thing that's how that's how we have to do it berno you know how it is
2: if if somebody told me that was the rule no club link drop it back in there i would fight
0: them. (laughs) that's right i I quit that's fine here's the money i quit (laughs) Anyway, all right, Bruno, we'll, we'll, we'll get it together for, for the U S open pebble beach is on the horizon. The, my, my, my favorite week of the year, the U S open, it ends on father's day, Sunday. I have a member's guest that I play in every year, right around during that week. It's just the all time best. We will be in good form for it.
2: Have you ever played pebble beach?
0: I still have not played it. Nope. I'm I'm, I'm going to catch that one uh, at some point along the way. I was out in Monterey last uh, summer, end of last summer, but we didn't get on to uh, Pebble. They were playing the U.S. Amateur when I was out there.
2: Ah, uh, gotcha. I wanted to know what you shot.
0: Oh, I I I, I think it's it, you can score on it. I don't think when it, when it, when they make it up for regular folks, they don't beat them up. You know, they don't beat you up. Yeah, right. I think they let you go out and, and it. you know they don't kill you. So. Uh, we'll, we'll Maybe we'll have to do that one together. We'll come up with a trip. I'm sure our, our pals at Callaway would, would love for us to take some of Callaway equipment out there and go kill it. Speaking my language. All right, Alan. All right, Bruno. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy.